Thank you for listening to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell, and you've joined us for episode 38, Things That Rob Your Energy. There certainly are plenty of things that can fuel our bodies and fuel our brains. There's so many energy shakes and energy drinks out there and pills to take to keep up your attention and your focus. But what if we just go back to the old days and focus on natural habits, such as sleep, for example? When we think about sleep, there's duration, the length of your sleep, and then there's the quality. Many sites will recommend that you should get six to eight hours of sleep. But when you wake in the morning, how restful was it? Do you feel refreshed, renewed, and ready to go to work? Or do you feel like you never slept at all and almost burned out and ugh, another day? Sometimes when we go to sleep, we have thoughts of unfinished business or unfinished tasks. Those things keep our minds awake. Our brains really like to focus on closure and they don't like unfinished tasks. Having unfinished tasks in your mind end up consuming calories, and ultimately, it can tire us out. In episode five, I talked about what's in your junk drawer, and it was a double meaning. What's in your physical junk drawer, such as on your countertop, maybe in your kitchen, even a junk drawer in your garage or your attic, but also the junk drawer in your mind. There's so many things that can be happening in our lives that we'd like to think we're good at multitasking. And what happens is we have so many open connections, so many open story loops that it just robs us of our energy. Think of a bunch of CD players or DVD players or whatever playing all at once, just small, infinite loops of information until you can go one by one and address each task or each you know activity and close it out. So, for our first tip about sleep, both duration and quality, I want to focus on quality. If you can come up with processes that will help you at the end of each and every day, and that's whether you work a 9-to-5 job Monday to Friday, or different shifts, or even work weekends, make a list, whether it's on computer, paper, tablet, phone, whatever you use, dry erase board doesn't matter, posty notes. Make a list of the activities that you have open, your to-do lists or task lists. When you put that down into your trusted, uh, trusted storage center, that helps you get the things out of your mind and onto paper, so to speak. That releases those tasks, those ideas from your mind, and it can help you be more focused on the activity at hand And ultimately, when you go to bed, you can shut down a little bit easier, at least get some more restful, improved sleep. The big thing about that, though, is you have to trust your storage system. Again, whether it's computer, paper, tablet, cell phone, dry erase board, uh, posty note, it doesn't matter. You have to trust your system. Otherwise, your brain is going to learn that you keep losing your information or misplacing it, and it's actually going to work overtime to try and store that information and ultimately could cause you to feel more tired, more worn out, even when you do get six to eight hours of sleep. Switching gears a little bit and talking about what you put in your body, what do you fuel your body with? Do you happen to enjoy coffee, soda, or maybe tea? I have to confess, I am an absolute unsweet tea 
fanatic. There's a couple local restaurants that I'll stop by on the way to work or even on my day off and fuel up with 32 ounces or even double 64 ounces of unsweet tea for the whole day. Now, I know that's a lot to drink, but I sip on it throughout the day. The problem was I didn't realize that caffeine was so dominant in many of the drinks out there. And with my teas, that's no exception. Caffeine is a stimulant. It can help motivate you, keep you energized, but it also keeps you awake. Did you know with caffeine, there's such a thing as half-life? Now, most of the time when you hear something like half-life, you're talking about a nuclear war and radiation, but it's nothing like that. Caffeine has a half-life of eight hours. That means that in eight hours from the time you consume it, it has a a power or a potential of 50% in your body. So that means half of it is still left after eight hours. Then another eight hours goes by, you guessed it, another half-life has been expended. That means that now from 50%, you're down to 25. Magically, if you go another eight hours, which happens to be 24 hours or another day cycle, it's down to what, 12.5%? And it's technically, it's called inert, meaning it's inactive in your body and really can't be detected by your body. So what happens next? We refuel our body with our next dose of coffee, soda, or tea, and we rejuvenate our caffeine fix. So for my story for 2021, I've tried to make a small improvement step and split my tea 50% caffeinated and 50% decaffeinated. I still get the flavor and there is that little kick of caffeine, but it's not going to be as strong. So I think I'm on a good, I'm on a good focus on a good winning trend there. Now, by the way, if you happen to drink sweet tea, it's really strong in sugar. It's really strong in carbohydrates. And unless you're active, that can help put on the pounds. That can help put on some weight. What you might want to consider is splitting your sweet tea with unsweet tea, even one-third or half, and that can help. You'll still get the flavor, but you won't get as many calories and carbohydrates. One more area we can look at is talking about how our bodies awake in the morning and how they go to rest at night. Our bodies have a natural rhythm, and it's called a circadian rhythm. For sunrise, if you think about it, what kind of light, what kind of hue do you see? What kind of tone do you see for sunrise? It's typically a bluish or a bluish-white bright light, a clear, powerful light. Well, that's a natural signal for our brains and bodies to wake up and to engage in the workday. Then, towards sunset, we run into more of a dramatic orange or amber hue, an orange or amber color. And what's happening is, it's the opposite effect going on. It's the reduction of that bluish-white light. That also tells our body it's the natural sleep cycle start. Now, why am I talking about that sunrise and sunset? Over the years, with the massive influx of smart technology from TVs, phones, tablets, watches, we've been actually getting a lot more screen time than we're aware of. And with that screen time can come blue light or white light. Now, normally that's not a problem during the day, but if we stay in front of our computers, our smart devices, phones, tablets, etc., even TVs, late at night, and we don't watch and we're not aware of what's going into our eyes, we could falsely trigger in awake mode by simulating the sunrise of the bluish white light. 
we should rather be in sunset mode with the orange or amber hue, the absence of the bluish and white light. Thankfully, if some of you are techie out there, you'll know this. Thankfully, we have something called blue light filters. I actually didn't learn about this until a couple of years ago, and I ran into somebody the other day that was having trouble sleeping, had a discussion with them, and they actually were not aware of these features on their smart devices. It's so cool because it can even extend into your televisions. Yes, LCD, flat screens, all that good stuff. There can be automatic settings by timer, so you can set the day and the day of the week and the hour that you want the blue light function to come on, or you can manually trigger it simply on and off. Now, some of the newer technology out there even has an intensity filter for the blue and white blue white light filter, such that number one, it comes on to reduce the blue light that you see. But if you increase the intensity of the filter, your screen image will turn more orange or more amber. It's removing the bluish white tones and hues from your image. You'll still be able to make out your text. You'll still be able to make out your videos, but they might appear a little washed or a little worn. And that's simply because you're trying to remove that blue white light and get into a true sleep pattern. And in many cases, you can go into your settings and screen or settings and visibility and see if you can make those changes. I have mine coming on, I think around eight o'clock at night, and then it turns back on or excuse me, turns the uh, filter back off at around 6 a.m. If you've ever been on your device at those times, you'll actually notice the screen blink kind of refresh, and it puts that uh, orange or amber hue on and turns it back off and then brightens the screen again in the morning. Additionally, did you know our vision can be negatively affected by all that close viewing screen time when we spend long periods of time doing it? It turns out the name for this is eye strain, and it has a nickname called CVS, or Computer Vision Syndrome. There was a study done with close to 1,000 people, and nearly 90% of those people had symptoms of CVS, and this was just after two hours of computer or screen time. Their symptoms ranged from having dry, irritated eyes to even tired eyes. Have you ever wondered why you felt so tired early in your day, but you thought you had got a good night's sleep? I realized that actually it wasn't my body feeling this way, but it was more my face, my head, and it turns out it was my eyes. When we're staring at our screens, it's said that we may not blink as frequently, we're more in a a trance state reading, and as a result, we don't lubricate our eyes as well, so we might actually benefit from taking a break from screen time So there's a really simple rule out there called the 20-20-20 rule. After 20 minutes of screen time, look away at anything that's 20 feet or more away. Do this for 20 seconds. This is the time it takes for your eyes to completely relax and reset. You'll have time to blink and you'll have time to refresh your view. And this would also be a good time to hydrate your body during this break, because if you hydrate your body with water, it will also help with the production of tears down the road and keep your body in a more healthy state. However, if you notice that your eyes still seem dry, you could see an eye doctor and they may recommend something such as artificial tears so that you can provide moisture to your eyes if you continue to have dry eyes or irritated eyes, especially if you work a lot in front of computers. 
Oh, and one final thing about computer monitors, especially if you work in front of them for long periods of time, it's recommended to keep them about 25 inches away or essentially an arm's length. So you could basically reach out to your monitor and if you can almost touch it, that should be a good length for you to have your focal length set to helpfully reduce eye strain and help you have a little bit better and a more comfortable day. I'll put a link to the information that I shared in the show notes. And don't forget that you can always grab my new for 2021 Resume Booster. Three powerful and simple tips to help you boost your resume. It's available at craigansell.com forward slash resume booster. Get your free copy now. I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless.